Hello everybody! Welcome to day one of the Embodied CEO. Welcome Ooh, to you're going to hear me there. I'm just going to pop my phone up so I can see you guys in the chat. Yay! Hello, 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 hello. Okay, we're going to go straight in, but before I go straight in, I'm going to use this as an opportunity, bear in mind that I am live in the School of IH group, uh, to remind you guys, to remind you guys about the sales challenge, okay? So as you come in, I would love you guys, whether you're watching this now or whether you're watching this on the replay, to let me know how many sales you've made. Have you, have you been sticking to your relationship building goals? Have you been sticking to your offer goals? How have you found it? Have you found that stuff has come up for you? You've got awkward, you felt embarrassed, that you find it hard to keep on top of. All of this stuff is really, really useful information because when we look at this stuff, right, we're looking at our blocks straight in the face instead of pretending they don't happen by not doing the things. So, little reminder, little reminder that we've got the sales challenge happening right now or the preliminary sales challenge happening right now. Um, and I want to see how you're going in the chat of this Facebook group video. But I'm going to dive straight in to the embodied CEO. I'm going to dive straight in. I'm going to pop this up and we're going to begin. So the Embodied CEO, you know guys that this has been a course that Tam and I have been super duper excited about because we are finally answering all of your team questions. We are finally answering all of your um, questions around how do I actually run a business. We're actually, this is our leadership course. This is our healing and leadership course. So I wanna remind you that the preliminary work for this, and I'll come to what we're doing today, the preliminary work for the Embodied CEO were the two free events that we did. We did the first event in May, the second event is just gone, okay? So if you guys wanna have the context set on the Embodied CEO, what is the Embodied CEO? Please, 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 please watch the free events, which you guys have got lifelong access to. Um, and if you are watching this back later, the second that you bought the Embodied CEO, you'll also get access to the free events, which were pretty much like intensives and trainings, okay? So I'm not gonna spend much time over these four days describing what the Embodied CEO is. I feel the context has already been set and I'm gonna dive into the material. Hi, Natalie, darling, hello, 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 okay? So if you've got any questions around that, just let Tamsin and I know. Today, okay, and tomorrow, you guys know that today is the healer, tomorrow is the healer, Thursday is the leader, and Friday is the leader. So I'm super duper excited about this, okay, because we're going to have some time today and tomorrow really doing some healing work. We're going to be doing some healing work, which I fucking love. What I will say about the embodied CEO is the way that we've described the embodied CEO is that it's the ultimate journey of maturation for the spiritual entrepreneur and visionary, right? This is who we become in order to get the results that we want. We've talked about this for the last two months. What's the difference between princess and queen, baby entrepreneur and seasoned pro? This is the work that makes a difference. This is the work behind having a business that lasts generations and creates wealth and impact for a lifetime, okay? The embodied CEO is 50% healer, which is unanimous with creator, which is unanimous with I'm 100% responsible for my life, and 50% leader. And so for the final two days, we're going to do the leadership work. And if I was going to say there was one thing, if I boiled it absolutely down to one ingredient, guys, that differentiates the newbie that never really gets off the ground and the fucking pro that all they do is win, it's leadership. It is leadership. So even though this is not going to be a workshop on how to make blah, blah, blah money, know that this is the work that leads to you being the person that can create that money. 
This is the workshop that maybe you didn't know that you needed, but you look back and you'll be like, that's what made the difference. It's interesting when you try to sell leadership trainings because not everyone gets it immediately. Not everyone is like, oh yeah, I need to become a better leader. But it's what counts. So today is gonna to have two parts. We're gonna do a manifestation part and a healing part. We're gonna do the four part shamanic journey together, right? You can't talk about building a business without talking about becoming a master manifester and creating the life that you want from the energetic plane. We're gonna be doing a repeatable shamanic healing technique. If you guys are part of our certification program, I hope that you are watching thoroughly on today's session because that's what we're gonna be doing in the certification in July. And this is a really good opportunity to understand how to run it on yourself before you can run it with others. It looks slightly different on you and on others, but the basic and the framework, the basis and the framework is the same. The second part of today's session is gonna be inner child business alchemy, guys. This is the process that I have done, right? That I told you guys when I started the School of IH, we made one sale the first day that we opened, that we didn't make any sales for three weeks later. And three weeks actually isn't that much time, but I didn't give myself a really big launch and we didn't understand what was blocking us until I did an inner child clearing and then boom, three sales in a week. Inner child alchemy. Four part shamanic journey. These are some of the two key tools that we teach within the school. Two big tools that make a big difference. So let's begin. How to create any result that you want. Hi Sandra darling, have you been working? No, I haven't been working. I just came back from a coffee shop, so. <laughs> Lovely. Amazing, amazing, fantastic. And whoever is in the Facebook group, hello as well. It doesn't show me names, so please say hi in the chat so I know who's watching. Okay, how to um, create any result that you want. We've talked about the context. I wanna go into trauma today, okay? I wanna speak to trauma because, hi, Rachel, babe. I wanna speak to trauma because this is the missing piece in the manifestation work for many people, right? And this is the work that we get to keep coming back to. For those of you guys that are in the school, a lot of what I share today is not gonna be new, but we're actually going to do it. Rachel says, I'm just in from a workout. Amazing, I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we're actually going to apply it, okay? So it's really important that we create space for ourselves today to actually do the work. When this is recorded, this is gonna be on Customer Hub and this is gonna be on a podcast for you. So it's really easy for you to do the full part and the inner child, ever, every time you feel like you're coming, right? Upon a block. It's one thing, guys, to understand the theory. It's another thing to understand the practices. It's another thing to actually use the practices when shit comes up. <laughs> Right? And that's what we're developing here. So let's look at the healer. Let's look at trauma. Many of you guys know what trauma is and I'm gonna redefine it for you, okay? I'm gonna redefine it for you because it's really important that we get this in our systems and our body. A lot of you guys that are watching this are in the school. The school started as a multiple modality framework. It actually started as a multiple modality framework to heal trauma and create your dream reality. That's what it started as, right? And so the way that I teach around trauma is different to what you're usually taught. You're usually taught trauma from one aspect. But in the school of IH, we see trauma from the physical lens, the emotional lens, the mental lens, and every other lens. Okay, because trauma does happen on various levels. And when we actually understand trauma multidimensionally, something extraordinary happens. And that extraordinary thing that happens is that we start to master our reality. 
So let's get this. Trauma is when you experience something as an adult or as a child. Very often people talk about childhood trauma just because we're more susceptible for it. You know, our neurological wiring isn't yet formed. Our unconscious mind is more open. On top of that, we don't have emotionally developed systems, okay? So trauma is more likely to happen in childhood because we are less capable, right? to deal with big, fast emotions. And on top of that, we're more susceptible to new belief systems, but it can also happen in adulthood. It's when something happens that's too big, too fast to handle in that moment, therefore it gets stuck in your body. I want to look at trauma multi-dimensionally together for a second, because that's how we look at it within the school. From a nervous system level, right? Which is another way of saying from the physical level, trauma is when something is too fast, too big, too sudden for the nervous system to handle, right? You get home as a child and you see your parents having a really big scary argument and it's too much and you don't know how to deal with the emotion. And so you don't discharge the emotion. The emotion gets stuck in the body. And what happens when a nervous system has a lot of emotion stuck in the body is the nervous system gets stuck in fight or flight or freeze or fawn. When you look at a lot of mental health conditions, they're actually just people stuck in a nervous system response. We've talked about this in the physical modalities In the animal kingdom, when they experience a shock, for example, let's say you're an animal and you're chased by a lion and you escape the lion, what does the animal do? The animal shakes. If you've got a dog or a cat, you'll see that they shake. What are they doing? They're releasing energy from the body. What is emotion? Energy in motion. But as humans, we were taught to suppress our natural impulses. So instead of shaking, we keep that energy inside and that energy can trap our nervous system into a response. I'll talk about why this is important tomorrow. So on a physical level, it's something too big, too fast, too sudden. On an emotional level, when we look at trauma, it's when you can't approach, process an emotion for whatever reason, so it gets stuck in your system, right? So let's say one day you wake up and you're a little child and your dad says that he doesn't have time to spend with you because he's got to work and you feel such deep grief, pain, sadness. And then your mum says, don't cry not because she's trying to do anything bad, but because that's what she's been taught. And so you start the emotional cycle and the cycle can't complete. What happens when the emotional cycle doesn't complete? That emotion gets stuck in your body. What happens when that emotion gets stuck in your body? Your energy channels get blocked. That sadness and grief gets held in your system like a ball, right? What happens on a manifestation level? Bodies that are full of blockages, emotional blockages, unconsciously they manifest from that emotional blockage. I've got grief here. Okay, so I attract situations to feel more grief. I attract people that have that grief. In romantic relationships, it's like I've got this grief that I haven't yet felt. So I'm, I, I meet this person and I have this chemistry and I think this chemistry means that we're compatible, but it actually means my childhood wound plugs into his childhood wound or her childhood wound or their childhood wound. That's trauma from the emotional level. From the mental level, right? When we experience something traumatic, what happens? The thought that is thunk, <laughs> that's shit English, the thought that is thought in that moment of intense emotion, suffering, pain, what do we know about the unconscious mind? 
whatever we think with intense emotion gets programmed in our neurology. That's why affirmations that we feel intensely are so much more effective because they go to the unconscious mind. But it has a reverse effect with trauma. So let's say you have a really bad breakup at 18 and in that breakup, your partner that you love so much leaves you. They leave you, they leave you, they leave you and it hurts. It hurts so much. And as you're in the depths of your grief, you think to yourself, I'm never going to let someone in again. And that becomes an unconscious pattern. I'm never going to let someone in again because they'll hurt me. And so you operate from a place of I'm never going to let someone else in because they might hurt me. And you wonder why every partner that you attract hurts you. And you wonder why every partner that you attract, you struggle to let in. So trauma has an impact on the mental plane, the emotional plane, the physical plane. It also has an impact on the spiritual plane. And I haven't talked about this in the school, and I think this would have to be an advanced certification actually for us to go into this. I'm just going to really briefly speak to it. When I did my shamanic training, there was a process that we were taught, and it was called soul retrieval. Because very often, when souls experience a moment of trauma or of, of suffering, they declare things to the universe and this creates a level of soul contract. The shamans believe when a human or a soul experiences a high level of suffering and they create a contract, an element of the soul splinters off. And so, the shamanic approach to trauma is soul retrievals, bringing back bits of the soul that have been splintered off. This is what I do with my one-to-one -one clients. Uh, like I said, this would be an advanced certification course, not for now. And so it's interesting to know that even on an almic level, trauma affects the human. And on all of the work that we do in the School of IH, whether you realize it or not, when we find the gift, when we find the lesson, and we work from the spiritual plane, it gets to be part of this soul retrieval too. For those of you guys that have done sessions with me, for those of you guys that are certifying with me, You'll also be doing work on the energetic plane, even if you don't fully understand it. It's something that happens on the energetic plane in the shamanic tradition in trauma healing. You also clear the wound from the energetic field, which is like completing the cycle, which is like changing the belief. But what we have to understand is like business is multidimensional, trauma is multidimensional too. Now, the processes that I teach today will be working on every single plane. You don't need to understand how, but you can trust that it does. Sandra says, I feel I have some in my physical and emotional world right now. I've been exhausted like I can't do anything without being so tired. Okay. It's really interesting to note that when we are up-leveling, um, sometimes we can experience a lot of fatigue there's also just to give context there's been some interesting like changes in the earth's frequency over the weekend so a lot of people have felt like you know a lot of fatigue and then there's also something to be said and check in am i looking after myself as much as i need now where can i simplify so i can get that rest because sometimes when we need the rest, what we try to do is we push through and that keeps us in the tired when actually if we allowed ourselves to have some deep rest, like deep rest, you know, regulating rest. Can I do an alpha brainwave meditation for two hours? You know, really being in that restorative state. Can I allow myself to do some yin work? Really allowing myself to be on that restorative state. And then when we come back into regulation, we'll have the energy to do the things. And the things that would have taken us maybe a week we, when we did them tired would take us maybe 
a day regulated. So that's just what I wanted to say on that. Okay. Why does this matter in the embodied CEO? Because when it comes to manifestation, we don't attract what we want, right? We attract who we are. And who we are isn't just who we want to be. It's who we are in our emotional body. It's who we are in our unconscious mind. It's who we are in our energetic field, whether we're aware of it or not. And so as we go and we do this work, we have to remember, sometimes we can get irritated with ourselves. Oh God, I've manifested this situation in my life. I wanted it to look different. I'm cross at my parents because they passed this down to my unconscious mind. I wish my life looked different. And so it's easy to forget that actually who you are right now is enough, is super duper beautiful. There is so much greatness and blessings that have been passed down in your family system. There are so many great things in your life. And we get to refine what we're holding in our emotional, mental and energetic bodies. But we don't do this because there is something hugely wrong with you. We don't want to come to the healing work from this place of there is something wrong with me and I have to fix me. We want to come to the healing space from this place of life is really, really good. And I really like who I am. But I'm going to refine my belief systems. I'm going to clear up my emotional and energy body so it can get even better. But not because I'm a project to fix but because there's so much more to live. And the reason that I frame it in this way is because on one path, it's gonna be an enjoyable healing journey where we get to see ourselves and refine and change and shift and we feel empowered. And then there's another healing journey which almost feels like you're, you know, massacring yourself. We obviously want the first one. So many people ask me, okay, Hannah, how can I become the healer? How can I become the creator? How do I know what to heal? And it's as simple as this. Look at your life. What isn't working for you? What would you like to change? This is where this work begins. It's in the seeing of everything in your life that you don't desire that you have the keys to your healing. It's in the everything in your life that you don't desire that you get to learn more about what's in your emotional, mental and energetic field that you didn't know that existed. This work never ends. And that is such a beautiful thing. There are always greater levels of well-being, And that's why we're here. Not to heal and feel so bad that we have to heal, but to explore greater levels of wellness. If life is the healing path and everything that shows up in your life is a key to your healing and therefore a key to becoming the creator, what do you think your business is? Your business is your life. Your business is the healing path. It's just like I shared, every single thing in your business that does not feel good, that does not work, that feels icky, is an opportunity for your healing. Where do I begin the healing work? Look at your life. Look at your business. Look at your family. Look at how you feel in your day to day. Those are the keys to your greatness. Those observations are the keys to your next level. Sometimes your next level isn't in the next strategy. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes your next level is cleaning up the stuff right in front of you. That's the embodied CEO. This is how the healer 
the person that is willing to use their life and their business as their healing path becomes the creator. I'm going to go through some examples with you guys to really get this. Then we're going to do a process together. So as I'm sharing this, I don't want you to be thinking of these as examples that are separate or further away from you. I want you guys to be seeing these as you. Every example I share, hear it as if I'm speaking about you. And start thinking in your mind, what is there, a, what is there as a thing in my business and my life that I want to change? We're then gonna do the four part shamanic journey together, guys. Like I said, Adam's gonna put this on the podcast so you guys can do this process again and again. If your brain is saying, I already know this, remember, do you live this? Do you use this every time something comes up? This one tool slash two tools have been my forever work I still use them. I still experience huge shifts in my reality. The shamans knew the healer was the creator. The shamans knew that the wound was the key to the next level. And this is the ancient wisdom that I see underpins so many people's success. So let's go through it. Example one, you're super duper triggered by a client or a coach or a mentor when they display their wealth. You go on Instagram and I want you to think about someone that triggers you on Instagram because I want you guys to hear this as if I am speaking to you to what's happening in your life. Think of someone that triggers you every time you see on them on Instagram. Maybe it's a coach that every time she signs a client, she puts a picture up of a new designer handbag and you're pissed off because you paid for that coach and you can't afford a designer handbag. Maybe it's someone on Instagram that has made multiple millions and she started her business the same time as you and she made it there faster. And every time you look at her posts, you feel bad about where you're at in your life. Maybe it's a client that you just can't put your fingers on. She triggers you. She annoys you. Every time you look at her Instagram, there's an irritation within you. The baby entrepreneur. And this is the frame that I'm going to use throughout the whole four days. The baby entrepreneur. Thinks it's about the client. Thinks it's about the coach. Thinks it's about the mentor. And they just leave it there. They decide to not practice self-awareness. They desire, sorry, they decide not to look at themselves. And they go to their friends and they bitch about the client, the coach, the mentor. They get frustrated and they leave it there. The baby entrepreneur just missed a huge opportunity for transformation. However, the baby entrepreneur has been doing some work and she's really been learning about becoming the healer. And she remembers everything I think, everything that I feel is my responsibility. She remembers that the healer, which is unanimous with the creator, instead of blaming, builds self-awareness. The baby CEO is on its way, or her way, or their way, to becoming the embodied CEO. 
the CEO muscle is being built. And so she asks herself, as I see that person on Instagram, whatever situation you've chosen in your mind, what do I feel in my body as I think of them? What do I think in my mind whilst I'm triggered? Can you see that we build the embodied CEO muscle by self-reflecting on your thoughts and self-reflecting on your feelings? We can then look at the situation through the lens of trauma or the lens of belief systems. And here's the really interesting thing. When we experience an intense emotion, it's never usually about the thing that's happening in that moment. It's the thing that's happening in that moment is triggering an old wound. So let's imagine you go on Instagram and you see that other coach and they're posting their finances. And then you're really honest with yourself and you self-inquire and you say, what do I feel in my body? I feel worthless. Is this the first time that I felt worthless? No. No, 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 I felt, I felt worthlessness before. When was the first time that I felt worthlessness? Oh God, I'm at school. And all of the kids, they're playing without me. I just flunked my maths test. And, and there's this other kid and she did really well. And oh God, in that moment, if I observe, that's when I learned that I'm not smart enough to do or win or do well in the world. Oh my God, that coach on Instagram, all she did was show me where I had a wound. And because of my self-awareness, I get to heal that. I get to go do the inner child process. And I get to go do the work around not feeling enough. I just found the keys to my next level. That's the trauma lens. And we've done this in the school a trillion times. We track the feeling. We'll do a process together. The belief lens is like, okay, well, if this person triggers me, there's something this person must believe or must be displaying that is incongruent to a belief system that I have. I wonder if that belief system is serving me. Maybe it's just someone that I don't want to have in my life and field anymore and I'm allowed to say no to people, so I'm allowed to unfollow that person. Or maybe it's that there's actually an opportunity for my healing. So what you could do in this situation is you can write down all of your triggered thoughts and explore your icky feeling beliefs and you may be shocked with what you discover. You might discover beliefs that are blocking your abundance. You might write down, you can't be in integrity and wealthy. Ooh, is that what I want to believe? Because I want to be in integrity and I want to be wealthy. So if I've got to be in integrity and moral, I can't have wealth. And if I have wealth, I'm going to have to be out of integrity. Is that belief serving me? Is that going to create the reality that I want? Oh my God, no. It had nothing to do with that person. It had everything to do with me. Oh my God, I've just realized the reason that I'm triggered is because I don't believe that it's possible for me. And God, if I don't believe that it's possible for me, because I've been doing this work, I know it doesn't matter how much strategy I use, I don't believe that it's possible for me, so I can work really hard and it will never manifest. God, thank God I discovered that. Because I get to do the work around belief and believing that it's possible for me. And this was all because instead of blaming and projecting, you stopped and you self-inquired. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Your embodied CEO muscles be popping.
You be Popeye right now. You be Popeye. The healer, which is 50% of the embodied CEO, does not blame others. The healer goes within the self. This is the ultimate maturation that is required for your success. I will never stop teaching this. Because so many times entrepreneurs get frustrated and they don't realize that their next step, their next level is within themselves. Example two, and I'm gonna do three examples and the third example is gonna be a really personal one and then we're just gonna go straight into practices. You work unbelievably hard and you just can't seem to get over 10K a month. Your working 10K a month is only dependent on absolute huge levels of force. And it's like you've been here for a while, but a business that flows and feels easy keeps eluding you. You're pissed off, you're frustrated, and you wonder if you're a shit person. And you keep finding yourself going from coach to coach, strategy to strategy to see if someone can save you. The baby entrepreneur keeps spinning wheels, keeps being pissed off, keeps not progressing. The embodied CEO says, I understand that I'm 100% responsible for my reality, which means I'm 100% responsible for this result. I'm gonna look at it through the multi-dimensional trauma lens, and then I'm gonna look at it through the belief lens. So through the trauma lens, what we would do is we'd track from the emotion, right? This is the inner child bit. That frustration, that pissed offness, that inadequateness. What do we know from the trauma lens? We know that when we're getting very triggered and there's a heightened emotional state, that it's not usually a new emotion. So we can then track back and say, Okay, when was the first time that I felt this frustration? Oh my God, I'm at home. And everything that I do, my parents tell me that is wrong. Oh my God, I'm home. And everything my parents do tell me is wrong. How old was I? Five, God. What did I learn about myself? I learned that I can't, I can't, it doesn't matter how hard I work, it doesn't matter how hard I try. I just, I'm never good enough. Okay. Is that creating a reality that I want? No. Is it my responsibility to do the work around this belief system? Yes. You can also do it through the belief lens. You can write down all of the, the, the crap that's coming up in your head and realize that you have a core belief that good things don't happen to you, that life is hard, that it's unfair, that no one sees you. It's only when we take absolute ownership of those beliefs 
that we get to flip the switch on the situation. This is the work of the healer. This is the work of the healer. It's big. Now the problem is usually we're moving too fast to stop and be like, ooh, what in me is creating this situation? When we stop, we realize it's actually only a short process, 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and we whip through it. It's not the length of the process that matters. It's, am I slowing down enough to do it? Final example. And this is the final time that I'm actually going to speak about this because I'm done speaking about this. But earlier this year, and I've shared this, I was blackmailed, there were things that happened, um, blah, blah, blah. It was a series of events. What's really important is the way that I eternalized it, internalized it, was everyone hates me. And I didn't realize that that was operating in my frequency field for a period of a couple of months. Now, if we're vibrating in a feeling of everyone hates me, it makes it very hard to run a human-centered business. Now, what I got to learn and heal in this time, when I actually realized that I had to do healing work, and it took me time to realize, guys, I'm, I'm not even joking, I realized I had pain in my system from feeling exiled, which I got to clear. At school, I was bullied, guys. I wasn't a cool child. There was a cool group of people and I was never allowed in the cool group of people. I was kind of like the clever one on the outskirts, right? And so the reason that lots of things really hurt for me at the start of this year was that childhood pain of feeling exiled or not belonging got really triggered. And I got to see that and I got to give that love and I got to clear that. I also learned that when I was a child and I would get told off at home, what I would do is make myself small and comply, right? My maladaptive technique for surviving through life, right, uh, was making myself small. And so this was the year, and you guys heard me say this, where I declared I'm going to become more visible. And so all of the shit within me that I didn't know that existed, that kept me from being visible came up. So this time, right, I got to rewire my response. When someone gets cross at me, am I gonna be like a child and become small and say sorry and give them everything that they want? Or am I gonna practice standing and asserting myself and being big and holding new standards of conduct in my space? What's really incredible is since going through everything that we've been through as a business for these last few months, is that my boundaries have got to tighten. I'm clear on my net non-negotiables in my relationships. My standards have raised. And now I'm ready for my next level. My next level of visibility, my next level of wealth, my next level of success. But I had to go through all of that. And whilst I went through all of that, it's very easy to be like, it's that person, it's that thing. And you miss the healing work that's actually going to take you to where you want to go. So if I'd made it all about the people that did things to me, I would have missed this healing. So I want us to be really aware as we do the Embodied CEO course that our next level isn't necessarily in next level strategy. Very often our next level is in tighter boundaries, clearness on standards, healing wounds that were actually preventing our growth, learning how to regulate our emotions, learning how to protect and love ourselves in times of chaos or conflict. But we can only do this 
when we slow down our inner rhythm. This isn't even necessarily about doing less because people get confused, right? To slow down, it means that I have to do nothing. No, you can still do things. You can still run the business, but you can slow down your inner rhythm. You can wake up and instead of doing one thing, next thing, running out of your house, always being with people, you give yourself 10 minutes to center your energy, to look at yourself. This has been a thing for me with traveling, getting back to my house has been so useful because I'm like, oh, this is where I do the healing work. It's giving yourself those moments of silence. In our modern world, what we tend to do is we tend to stuff and fill. I'll be on the phone with my person, I'll go do this, I'll go do that, I'll make this plan. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're keeping your time of silence. And we get to guard that with our whole might. We get to guard that and protect that space as if it's the most important thing in the world. Because to some level it is. Because that's where we do the healer work. That's where we do the creator work. Sometimes when we're going so fast internally, we miss the keys, we miss the possibility, we miss the money-making opportunities. Only when we slow down can we self-inquire instead of blaming someone else. It's that sacred pause that I mention again and again and again in the School of IH. So I'm gonna give you guys a literal three minute pee break because then we're gonna be doing processes, okay? 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of inner child. So three minute pee break and then come back and we're gonna go and do an hour of healing work. Like I said, this is gonna be recorded so you can use this time and time again.
Hello, 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 hello. Okay, feel free to have your cameras off because I'm just gonna guide you for this process. I want you guys to give yourself about an hour so you can go really deep with this. Um, you need a notepad, a comfortable place, a place that you can make noises if necessary, a place that you feel you can go into yourself. And I want us to hold the expectation that we can create a miracle. I want you guys to hold the expectation that something incredible is gonna happen. I want you guys to hold the expectation that some powerful healing work is going to happen. I'm gonna go straight from the full part we're going to do it through journaling, and then we're going to go straight into an inner child alchemy. You can pick the same issue, or you can pick two different issues. It doesn't matter. So get comfortable, get pillows, get your journal. I'm going to put music on in the background, and I'm just going to guide this, and it's going to be a journey. There'll be a little bit of a break in the middle, but it's going to be a journey that we're going on. When you talk about shamanic healing practices, it's always a journey. They don't just say, change your belief now because I want you to. It's a journey, okay? Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm gonna give you one minute. I'm just gonna sip my tea.